Welcome to the Reclaiming Your Identity podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Carrigar Kearns, owner of coaching company Inspired Life Solutions Limited. With over 18 years of knowledge and experience in both psychology and social work, this weekly podcast will show you how I learned my success from the success of others and how I figured out who I really am. I'll share real talk with you about the people I've worked with and also the people I've had to let go. You'll learn how to value unpleasant experiences as a place of reference rather than a place of residence and how to focus on what you can control rather than what you can't. You will never heal in the same place that made you sick and so it's time for you to figure out who you really are instead of who you think you're supposed to be. It's time for you to reclaim your identity. Hi guys, welcome to episode two of Reclaiming Your Identity. So last week in episode one, I went over a couple of different reasons as to why I've decided to speak about this subject, the subject of Reclaiming Your Identity. And I mentioned to you that I have got two degrees, uh, one in psychology and one in social work. So I just wanted to expand upon that a little bit today and explain a bit more why doing those two degrees has led me down the route of becoming an identity coach and why it's led me down the path that I found myself. So the first degree I have got is a Bachelor of Science degree, and that's in psychology. And I got that degree in 2012, I graduated with that degree. And if anyone who's familiar with how um, degrees work, the third year of your degree, all degrees in this country, a bachelor's degree, most of them are a three-year degree. And psychology is classed as a science, so it's a Bachelor of Science. And my third year of that degree... I could choose sort of which area I wanted to focus more on, all under the umbrella of psychology, but which sort of specific area. So did I want to go looking at neuropsychology and how the science of the brain works? Or did I want to look at paranormal activity and how extraterrestrial life might work? Or did I want to look at counselling? Did I want to look at personality and identity, which is what I chose to look at? Um, I chose personality and identity because for me where I was in my life at that point I had a daughter my daughter there was she was four coming up to four at that point in my life and I knew that what I was doing the path I was on for her at that time was right for me so I thought well if I can help other people to acknowledge what path they're on and to figure out if it's the right path for them then that's that's a good thing right so I knew this back then you know, my daughter's 13 now, so it's, it's 11, 10, 10 years ago now, uh, not one from 11 years. So my focus on personality and identity, what I studied there was we looked at the, the difference between those two, those two words. And it's, it's quite an obvious difference, but it's not one that we come across regularly. It's not something you'd think about unless somebody puts it into your head or you read about it somewhere. It's just not common knowledge it's not spoken about typically but if you think about it a personality personality is how we 
look to other people, how we come across, how we act, how we behave. So people might describe me as quite an outgoing person, hard-working person, quite a confident person, um, someone who knows what it is that she wants, somebody who, who will stop at nothing to get what she wants. You know, those kinds of descriptions are what people might apply to someone like myself. Um, I could talk about my husband. I would say for his personality, he is more outgoing than I am due to the nature of his job as a professional wedding DJ. So he has to be in public with people he's never met before and he has to be able to guarantee them that he can provide the entertainment they need for the event that they're at. So whether it's a wedding or a birthday party or it could be anything. It could be a Christmas party, it could be a conference, um, whatever it is he may be doing. So he is definitely more outgoing than, than I am, is what other people would say there. He's also very hardworking. He's a mechanical and an electrical engineer, so he can build machinery. He can do the electronics for the machinery. He is a leader at work, so you know people would describe him in a leadership role. Um, so again, that's that's maybe how he would come across in people's descriptions. So that's personality. So it's it's the way that you look to other people. It's the way that you act, and ultimately, it's. It's what you become to believe of yourself because you do these things so often and people people attribute these names and these words to you that you become what they're, what they're saying because that's what you're used to hearing, so you just believe that. And that usually that's not a bad thing because if you know these things about yourself, it's nice to know that other people see that as well because it sort of verifies what you think anyway. So obviously if you're thinking good things, so to speak, if you think that positive things about yourself and other people back you up with that by telling you the same thing and that's all good right but sometimes can you imagine if you're not feeling that good about yourself and other people are also saying the same thing about you then it becomes very very different then that isn't a nice position to be in it's not a nice place it's not a nice space to be at but we'll come back to that in a minute personality therefore is the way we act the way we behave the way we show up to other people okay identity on the other hand that's internal so your identity is who you believe yourself to be who you feel you are it's a feeling it's an emotion so my identity I identify with words I do identify with words like hard working because that is how I feel I am and that isn't because someone else has told me that. That's because that's how I feel I am. I, I identify with organised, with being um, produ productive, you know, with, with being very well structured, having a good routine. That is, that is me. That's always been me since I was born. And that will never change. So, yeah, people might describe me as those, those words as well. And that would, be, that would be correct in this case because, yes, that is how I am. But for some people... I, they identify in a different way than they actually, than the way they act out. So the personality and the identity are two different things. So going back to my husband, he may identify as actually quite an introverted person, but he can, if you like, he can become the opposite of that. He can become extroverted. He can become confident because his job means he has to do so. So he's learned that behaviour He's learned how to, if you like, switch that on and be good at doing that 
but then come home and switch that back off and go back to being the way he was, you know, being quite quite introverted. So again, it's it's about the position that we put ourselves in and the way that we act upon that. So you've got your personality and you've got your identity. So if we take that and look at my two degrees, so my psychology degree, obviously I looked at those two things I've just explained. My master's degree, I graduated from that two years ago, two and a half years ago. So during my degree, I actually started that degree and it was a two-year degree, that one. And I ended up making it into a three-year degree because um, halfway through the first year of that, I found out I was having my second child. So I continued with the degree, but I just extended it so that there wasn't too many modules to try and do in one go when I was pregnant and then when I had the baby. And then I also, in my second year of that degree, I found out I was having my second, my third daughter, sorry. So again, I just continued to do what I was doing. And I didn't quit. I just I just made some adjustments to make it so that I could do both those things. I had one young baby. I had one daughter who was 10 at the time, one that was a new baby, and I was having another baby as well. And I still did what I had to do. But I just changed, you know, I just changed it around a bit so it could fit everything in and it worked for me. So that master's degree was in social work. So again, the focus of social work, the ultimate aim of social work is that you know, you go right to the top to help other people get better, to support other people. You do what you need to do and you put yourself right out there to make sure other people are okay. So for anybody that knows me personally, before this podcast, they will tell you that is exactly me. That has always been what I do anyway, separate from social work. That's just, that is my identity, you know. It isn't a personality as such, it is my identity, that is what I do. I'll go over and above for anybody and I like to do that and I know that people like they appreciate that and they like it when that happens and they come to me because they know I will I will do exactly that to get them where they need to be so social work has an emphasis it's social support isn't it it's about you know let's let's look at what we need to change it's not us that needs to change it's the things around us that we need to make sure change to benefit us as much as possible so it's about it's about listening to what people want. It's about identifying with what people want. And, you know, it's also about finding out what people are doing and if it is actually congruent with what they want to be doing. So for me, if you like, we'll, we'll talk it this way. We'll say my new identity. Now, following lockdown, following 13, 14, 15 months of not doing, being able to do much at all, it's made me look at what I really love to do and look at a way that I can make that go even further. So I, what I have done is I've added both my degrees together. So I've added my love for personality and identity to my love for helping other people and going right to the top to get those people where they need to be. So I've added those two things together and I've also added to the mix of that the thing that's helped me the most come to that decision and the thing that's helped me reach that transformation. And that was when I started following a coach of my own. And I started following a coach of my own in September. And since I've worked with that coach, it has brought out so much more in me that I didn't even know was in there. So now 
I've combined the psychology and the social work with the thing that helped me the most, which was coaching. And that has led to me becoming a coach in the things that I absolutely love to work with. So the name of this podcast, Reclaiming Your Identity, is exactly that. It's me talking to you guys about ways that we can figure out who we actually are really and not who we think other people want us to be. So it's to help you figure out, are you acting in a different way than what you wish you could do? You know, are you putting on a show, if you like? Do you even know you're putting a show on? Or is it just that inbuilt now? Is it that natural from doing it for so long that that that's just how you roll? So for me, I wasn't too far away from there because I already knew I wanted to help people and I knew that I was interested in helping the transformation process. I was interested in getting people from point A to point B, but not just the quickest way, not just a quick fix, um, the most direct route. I was interested in finding out the the ifs and the buts and the what ifs that went along the way. And you can't just start to work with a person when you know nothing about them. You know, you've got to you've got to build a relationship on trust and you've got to build the relationship on confidence and on love. Um it's important that that is very important to people. They need to know a lot about you and they need to be able to trust you to be able to tell you the things that they want to talk to you about. So my identity now and my personality, they do match, they're congruent, okay? So I say and do the things that I feel inside. And that might not be for everybody. I understand that. Some people, you know, there are public figures out there that do things and we all question what they're doing. And they'll often say, well, it's just an act. I'm just doing it because that's what people want to see. Or are you familiar with when there's been times, lots of times this happens to people every day when they've had a lot to drink, for example, and then they will... What they say the day after usually is they say, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I just, I was just speaking how I felt. I speak my truth. Well, that's because the identity overrides the personality. The personality side, the, the show that you put on the fakeness, if you like, that gets suppressed and the real you will come out. So if you're, you know, an example of this would be if you're unhappy with somebody, maybe at your work, you know, Uh, You don't like your work, you don't like your boss, there's somebody there you don't get on with, okay? And you just put up with it because it's what you do and you have to go every day and see that person. So we just put up with it, yeah? And then we have a Christmas party and then everyone goes to Christmas party, everybody has a drink and then there's arguing, there's fighting, there's shouting at each other, there's saying nasty things and then people go back to work on the Monday and it's like, that was really awkward, why did that even happen? And that's an example. That's an example of where... The identity overrides a personality. And, you know, you can't hold it back because when you have a drink, people will say, when I have a drink, I speak my truth. Well, that's what they're talking about. That's what this is. So this is very important that we get these two things to match. Because if you're living a life that isn't really what you want to be living, then that isn't real, that's fake. And how long can you keep that up for? How long can we keep that going before, you know, we get found out or before we forget what we've said? Because it's it's just one big lie. And it's quite a harsh thing for me to say to you guys because I don't know your situations. I, I just know that you're listening to what I'm saying. But, you know, for me, 
I've experienced it with people where they portray as one person, but in reality, they're somebody else. And they just don't always know that. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they know that, you know, that they're acting out, but they'll do it anyway because it's what's got them where they are today and it's what's kept them going. But other people, they know it isn't right. And those are the people that reach out to me. And they'll say, look, Joanne, when I listen to you, you make sense. And I need to change this. I don't want to be like this anymore. So again, that, that's just something that I do get told. And it's often it's often something we've never even thought about up until up until someone mentions it to you and it may trigger something. Or you may something may happen to you and you'll think, well, I wish this didn't happen like this. I don't want to be like this anymore. So, you know, it's just something to think about. And speaking about identity again now, we often act in the way. We want to act in one way, but we believe we should be acting in another way. So there's a lot of there's a lot of social rules. There's a lot of social obligations that say that things should be done in a certain order, in a certain way. Particularly in Western, you know, this part of the world, or in the Western world. So let me give you an example. Okay, the average person, let's use me as an example, yeah. I typically would have been expected to do things in a certain order as a girl, okay? So I was at school, and if someone had written out what I'm expected to do, it would have been finish school, either go to college, maybe go to university, get some sort of education, okay? That would be what would be next expected for me, okay? Get a good job, whether what it is, whether it's related to what you've studied, whether it's not, whatever. Get a good job, so we've got some money. Then we get a house, so whether you buy a house, whether you rent a house, however that works, that's usually the next thing in the table, okay? Following the job, you get the house. Then, for some people, they will, if they're with a partner, they might get married, or you might be, you might not be with a partner, but there's usually, you know, there's something going on there where following the house, we have some sort of, you know, we have some relationship going on, or maybe we don't, not everybody does. But typically, that's what's expected of a girl, a woman, you know, in this part of the world, they get married, okay? And then if they're going to have any children, they usually come, you know, after that. That was very, very common for a long time. And I mean, even to this day, I would say that's still what's traditionally expected from a lot of people. Now, for me, I didn't do that. So because I didn't do that, I automatically get outcasted. Because that is not what you do, Joanne. That's not how you do things around here. Okay? So let me tell you what I order I did things and then I'll ask you a question, alright? So the order I did things. I went to school, yeah. Left school at 16, went to college, did that. Then I wasn't sure if what I was doing at college was exactly what I wanted to do in my life. Okay? Yes, I did do some psychology at college. I also did a bit of biology, which was science. I did health and social care. I did English language. I did French and I did ICT, okay? Computer technology. I did that as well. So this is for a separate episode, but basically what I'm getting at is looking at those six things. That is what I've ended up doing now anyway. But I didn't know that then. I just knew I was interested in them all. So I came out of college and I spent a couple of years working, doing different things just to get a feel for what I wanted to do, okay? Then I had my first daughter, right? So I had my first daughter in 2007, okay? 
Then I had to get a house. I didn't have a house at that point. I still live with my mum and dad. Right, so we got a house. Yeah. Then I went back to university because having my daughter and having the experience of work I'd had, I've decided that, yes, I do want to continue learning and I want to go further with this and I want to do psychology. So I went to university. After university, I got another house, okay, which is where I am now. So came to this house, stayed where we are, yeah. Then next in the line, we got married, okay. We got married. I then went back to university to do my social work degree, okay, which was going to be two years, like I said earlier, and ended up being a three years. But yeah, I went back and I got a social work degree, Okay. Now, during that three-year social work degree, I also had two children that were 18 months apart. Yeah. So I did that, had two children. And then, now that my youngest child is two, she turned two in February. So it was just before she was two. She was about 18 months. But when she was, say, 18 months, I then started my career. Yeah. So my job, if you like, my career. So if we're going from... Let me say it again. We're going from somebody who did things in a typical order of school, university, job, house, wedding, and then children. I've done school, college, job, child, house, university, house, wedding, university again, child, child, and now career. So because I have done things in a different order, does that make me any less of a person when comparing with someone that did things in the first order? Does that make me any less important than the person in the first order? You know, I I don't think it does because I've still achieved the same things but in a different order. So I'm telling you this because that's my that's who I am. My identity you know, my identity is that I knew I would do the things I've done, but I wasn't following any unwritten rules, any social obligations, any expectations other people had of me. And if I didn't fit these expectations and I didn't do what they thought I should be doing, then I wasn't good enough. And ultimately, that's where my limiting belief that I spoke about last week, that limiting belief came from the idea that I wasn't good enough. So I had to tune into that and work on that and it's taken me a long time to get to where I am to be able to share that today you know that's it's not the easiest thing I've ever said especially on a podcast when I'm talking to so many of you that don't know personally but it's important so I am going to share it with you and you know reclaiming your identity that's what I have done I did things differently when I didn't know what that meant I didn't understand why that wasn't accepted but I did them anyway, and now I know that my identity was that that's who I am. And I reflect that outwards now in my personality. So if someone doesn't like what I do, then that's all right. They don't have to follow me. They don't have to be my friend. And this is something that I've seen happen over the last few years when I've done things differently. People sort of drop off the radar. You know, people you've known for a long time, they drop off the radar, but then new people come along that are doing the things that you're doing and they want to be involved and they want to know about you. So, you know, I talked last week about 
letting go of certain people. And when I'm referring to this, that this is what I mean, because we think we've done something wrong if we do things that are not by the book. But ultimately, what we're doing, we're doing it for ourselves. And that's what I want to teach you to do. That's my my mission is to make sure that everybody's living the way they want to be living for themselves and they're not living the way they are for somebody else. So, right guys, I just wanted to put that out there for you. Um, that's why I've done what I've done. That's why I am where I am now. And I teach in my programs and my classes and you'll also find this in my book once that that's released. It won't be till the summertime. But there are parts of what I do in there. And I, I teach you how to overcome these things and how to move forwards and stop acting for everybody else. You know, we're not actors. We're not put here to act all of our lives. We're here to be real, to be authentic, to be us. So just think about that. And I thank you for listening to me today, guys. I shall be back with you again next week. And I hope you all have a fabulous week ahead. And I send you lots of love. And thank you very much once again. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me here today on this week's episode of the Reclaiming Your Identity podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, I'd love for you to share with a friend. And also, please subscribe, rate and review the show on your favourite podcasting platform. If you have any questions, feedback or you'd like to join me as a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at joanne.ckearns at inspiredlifesolutionslimited.com. Thank you for listening. Take care.